Welcome to the next episode of our Ag Plus Bio Plus Science podcast. It is presented by Agrinovis Indiana and Inside Indiana Business. I'm Gary Dick, the host of Inside Indiana Business, also the host of this weekly podcast, where we have in-depth conversations with the leaders, innovators, and entrepreneurs in Indiana's ag bioscience sector. It's the sector where food, agriculture, science, and technology all converge. This week, we are continuing our virtual podcast and are excited to welcome Nick Carter, the co-founder and CEO at Market Wagon. And Nick, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me, Gary. You have a very interesting story. You're an innovator, an entrepreneur. Give us a little bit, Nick, on your background. I started out as an Indiana farmer, grew up on a little uh, farm in rural Indiana, moved to the big city of Indianapolis and started in a tech career and was very active in TechPoint and Myra Awards and things of that nature for the first 10 years or so of my career down here. And I decided to get back to what I'm really passionate about, which was food and agriculture. Worked into the ability to kind of do what I wanted to do. So I decided I wanted to make some innovation in food and ag. So we've had a, a couple of food startups with other founders around Indianapolis. And about four years ago, pivoted into this convergence between the, the tech startup scene, my background in technology and e-commerce and web startups and food, which is an online farmer's market. So we're now using technology to give market access to all the local farmers so they can produce their stuff and sell it online. You talked about growing up in rural Indiana. You grew up on a farm, so I'm yeah. assuming you kind of anticipated maybe you would have a career in agriculture. Where'd you grow up? Rusheville, Indiana. It's a little mapped out on 26 between Kokomo and Lafayette. Interestingly, I did not have any inkling that I would have a career in agriculture. The way that industrial agriculture has commoditized and centralized the farming world. When I was 18, farming just wasn't even on the it wasn't on the docket. It wasn't an option. It never even crossed my mind. And it really wasn't an option by that model of farming. It wasn't until later in my life that I realized that that's really where my heart was at by creating a market for local food for small farms like our family farm that was still small, never had gotten big. To be able to access the marketplace, I could actually create a career in it. Was there an aha moment? You were in the tech community, so you have that yeah. background, you have that experience, but you wanted to get back to your passion. Did you, all of a sudden you realize, hey, maybe I can do both. <laughs> yeah, the aha moment came when we had twins born eight years ago, premature. My tech company was called Address 2. I built it for me to be able to exit someday, but that was always theoretical. And one crisis Friday, we were in for a routine checkup. Before you know it, we're in for a six-week NICU stay. That just happened on a dime. And I just texted the guys in the office and said, I'll, I'll see you when I see you. I don't know. You know. And six weeks later, I come back and realize they don't really need me here. So I went part-time, spent a lot of time at home helping twins. It's more than twice as hard as a singleton. It's, it's an exponential increase. And in that year is when I, I started to really reshape what I wanted to do, you know, when I grow up. <laughs> Market Wagon, because it's a fascinating story. I know you're part of the inaugural G-Beta Ag Bioscience cohort. We'll talk about that as well. But talk about the concept, the business model, what Market Wagon is all about. It's Like I said, it's an online farmer's market that delivers. It's tech as well as logistics because e-commerce is logistics. And if you can't get the food to where it needs to go, then, then you're just taking money. Years ago, what I had seen was the fragility in our food supply through centralization and consolidation. And I knew that this was going to radically crumble someday. And whether it would be fast, whether it would be dramatic, I knew that this was going to be a problem. It wasn't sustainable. And I didn't really have a good definition. It's not like I was a prophet to, to see that this, where we're sitting today in COVID-19 was going to happen. But I knew that there was some fragility there. And so the buffer to that fragility that I saw was decentralized, was the, the ability to do what the grocery stores cannot, which is to say, 
you want eggs? Well, instead of having one egg producer that produces all the eggs that we need, so that we have you know, vendor consolidation, which is streamlining apparently, we're going to build the technology to enable us to have 30 egg farmers in Indiana. And as the consumer, you can choose who you like. You can follow your favorite farms. You can build a relationship with that farmer and then you can patronize that farm. And we can decentralize our supply. And we've been building that, growing it aggressively. G-Beta was very helpful for us. We've been through two fundraising rounds now a rapidly growing startup. We had impressive growth numbers even before COVID. I always like to point that out to people. We, we, we were growing rapidly and doing great. Then COVID-19 happened and suddenly the mainstream food supply started to fail every grocery shopper. We are today about six times larger than we were 45 days ago. 600% growth in 45 days. The weekend where you're, you're watching the order flow in, you're like, wow, this is a strong week. Man, this is a really strong week. Oh crap. <laughs> <laughs> But we've hired a lot, we've grown a lot, but the systems, the business at its core that we, we created didn't break. We, we built it to scale. We knew we were building something all along that was designed to power something even larger than we had already. And when it scaled, it actually worked. Decentralized supply, I talked about, a lot of our farmers, when they scale up to a large for a small farm, the clients that they build are small private universities, chefs, owner, you know, small independent restaurants. All of that market went away for them. But on a dime, they could pivot and move all of that supply straight into the direct-to-consumer channel right here at Market Wagon. Grocery stores were, were bare on eggs and milk and other staples. We were stocked. Grocery e-commerce scaling up quickly, obviously, in recent years. Meal delivery kits, personal grocery delivery services. And you mentioned this earlier, but technology and logistics and how important mm -hmm. that is and how central that is to your business model. We've known all along, my co-founder is Dan Bruner. He's an MBA engineer and logistics specialist, right? So that's one of the things we've known is, is key. You can transact the food. Anybody could build a website with an e-commerce checkout. It's getting it. It aggregated and putting together products from a dozen different farms, maybe meat from one farm, dairy from another, lettuce from another, and then even fresh baked goods and, and artisan foods, all from different vendors, aggregated into one delivery and delivered efficiently. We designed the systems to do all of that so that we can compete in the e-commerce world at a local supply chain. Consumers' attitudes and buying habits and what they're comfortable with. How do yeah. you see COVID-19? Do you see this whole experience changing that at all and shifting that? And how might that affect market wagon? In two ways. One is, is just the shopping behavior. Early on, G-Beta helps us build pitches and pitch decks. And one of the things that's important that we pointed out prior to COVID-19 was that as of that time, only 5% of the U.S. population had adopted e-commerce grocery. So everything we were talking about growth numbers. I mean, we were just in a land grab. There was a wild west. We knew that this trajectory was heading up and that that rising tide, we had a lot of opportunity. Now that number has just skyrocketed. We knew it would, would increase. We knew it was on the, the growth. We're in the mid-majority now in a heartbeat. So that's changed people's attitudes to being comfortable buying food online. But then the other thing is just knowing where their food comes from, having just a little bit of a chink in the armor and the faith that they have that that supermarket down the road is always going to have them supplied and always going to have them supplied with safe meat or safe foods, that suddenly vaporized. And uh, suddenly there was a tarnish on that. People now asking, well, where does my food come from? Can turn to market wagon and get the answers they're looking for. As you look going forward, continuing to innovate and be an innovator obviously is important in any business. How do you see and what do you see as the need for innovation and what types of maybe technologies, processes that you may be looking at to continue on your growth trajectory? Well, for market wagon today, it's opening as many of these as possible. When COVID began, we had six locations open in the Midwest. As soon as we got our feet underneath us after that first crazy weekend of sales burst and we knew that it wasn't going to slow down. I gave the team the directive. Not only do we need to figure out how to survive at this new scale, we need to open more. So we're now actively opening four more this month, at least 15 to 20 by the end of this year. We're aggressively scaling this across the country. In the food supply at large, outside of Market Wagon, we need more local processing. 
one of the things that's inundated right now is the supply chain of meat, processing and fabrication of meat. So we need more and more of those things to be invested in and built up for our local supply chain. You're an Indiana-based company. You're a great example of innovation and entrepreneurship. Your general thoughts about growing your business and what you see happening in the innovation space, especially as it comes to the ag biosciences. What I love about Indiana, innovating in the ag biosciences, is that in the tech world, one of the things that never connected to me was that you could build a feature and then think you were cool just because you built something that did something. But if nobody needed it, right. <laughs> it didn't matter, right? <laughs> and it, and in ag bioscience, I mean, we're building things and innovating things that impact human life in a tangible way. For market wagon and food and in shopping and in the farm life and the ability to produce food economically and safely. In Indiana, we have that real connection to, we're grounded. We, we understand this connection to real life. I've seen a lot of startups come out of the coasts where you go, who needs that? Why? Who invented that? <laughs> and sure enough, they vaporize sooner, sooner than later, but we're grounded here and I like that. Nick Carter is the co-founder and CEO of Market Wagon. Nick, fascinating story. I'm very happy for your success and really look forward to reporting on and covering future successes as well. Thanks for your insights and thanks for joining us this week. Thanks for having me, Gary. All right, Nick. And thank you all for joining us on this latest edition of the Ag Plus Bio Plus Science podcast. It is a weekly production partnership between Agronovus Indiana and Inside Indiana Business. Also, also, keep up to date with Agronovus by following them on Twitter and Instagram at Agronovusin. You can also find them on LinkedIn, Facebook, and YouTube. And don't forget to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts so we can continue to share these great ag bioscience stories with you more and more. Thanks for joining us. And remember, we're all in this together. I'm Gary Dick. We'll see you next time. This podcast is a product of Inside Indiana Business. Hosted by Gary Dick. Produced by Bridget O'Reilly, Libby Fritz, and Joe Ullery. More people get Indiana Business News from Inside Indiana Business than any other source.